All you want is for things to be different than they are. All you want is for the moment unfolding in front of you to match your stuff. But that is no way to live. That is not living. That is you being at war with the world around you. That is you being at war with yourself. Hi friends and welcome to the Advice My Friends Ignored podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Brothers, and today we're going to pick up where we left off in the mini-series about letting go of the self. In the previous episode of this series, which I think was like two episodes ago, we talked about how the entire meaning of life is to let go of the self. It's to let go of the self in order to reconnect with the true self. We talked about how the voice inside of your head isn't who you are. Who you truly are is what's listening to the voice inside of your head. You at your core are awareness, you are consciousness, and you are aware of every thought, emotion, and experience that takes place around you and within you. However, due to everything we experience in life, we end up losing our sense of self within these experiences. And through these experiences, we create the personal self or the psyche. And then we end up moving through life trying to control how things unfold based off the preferences of the personal mind. And so in today's episode, I want to dive into how the mind is created because in order to let go of the personal self, we have to understand how the personal self was created to begin with. We have to understand why the experience of being you is the way that it is. But before we do that, please be sure to like, rate, share, or subscribe to this podcast and be sure to tag me on social media if you're listening at Align with Audrey B. I will tag that in the show notes, but please be sure to do that. But anyways, let's dive on in and start learning and growing together. So as you listen to this entire episode, I want you to keep this in mind. Please remember this. <laughs> Everything on this planet is made up of atoms. And atoms, which are smaller bits of matter made up of protons, neutrons, and electrons, are made up of 99.999% energy, meaning that only 0.0001% of this planet is physical matter. And the reason I'm telling you this is because, as we discussed in the last episode of this series, the external world comes in, and your mind, without even trying to have to do anything about it, decides whether or not it likes what's coming in. So a moment comes in, which is just a bunch of atoms, and your mind decides it likes it. Or a moment comes in, which is just a bunch of atoms, and your mind decides it doesn't like it. Everything is just a bunch of fucking atoms. Yet we end up at war with the world around us and at war with ourselves because of the preferences that the psyche or the personal mind creates. And so the big question here is, why is the mind the way that it is? Why does the mind get stimulated in one way by one experience and another way by another experience? And so the first thing that we need to understand is, what is mind? What is mind? Mind is not thoughts. Mind is a field of energy. Again, everything is fucking energy. Just please remember that. If you can just remember that, it, it, it's going to help you in just so many areas of your life. But the mind is a field of energy that attracts thoughts, but can also create them. Have you ever noticed you're driving behind a slow car and like all of a sudden you catch yourself lost in thought complaining about how slow the car in front of you is driving? You're not creating that fucking thought. That thought came effortlessly. That thought came effortlessly. There's so many times where we just doze off into thought, but we're not even creating half of those thoughts. We're just lost in those thoughts. But the mind also has the power to create thoughts. 
not just verbal thoughts, but also visual thoughts, right? So for example, I want you to take a moment now to say inside your mind, um, let's do something fun. Repeat inside your mind, I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. Take a minute and do that now. Did you do it? Okay, great. You just created a verbal thought. But now let's create a visual thought. I want you to visualize inside your mind a palm tree. A palm tree maybe on the beach or just along a road. Whatever comes to mind is just right. Just visualize a palm tree. Did you do it? Okay, great. You just created a visual thought. You have the power to create thoughts. However, you do not have control over every thought you experience as the mind is a field of energy and you cannot decide what the mind says, but you can choose not to listen to what the mind says because you have the ability to create new thoughts. And we just proved that. You just proved to yourself that you can create thoughts. You can tell yourself that you're wealthy. You can also visualize thoughts. And you just proved this. You visualized a palm tree. You have the ability to look at your mind. I'm sure you've said numerous times in your life, I had a wild thought or this thought I'm having is making me uncomfortable or I had a crazy idea or whatever it may be. That is you, the consciousness that you are, describing what it's like to be in there. That is you, the consciousness that you are, looking at your mind and witnessing the thoughts that you're having. You are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You are not your experiences. You are the one that is witnessing them. There is not a single fucking piece of technology out there today that can tell you the thoughts that you're having, yet you effortlessly know. You effortlessly know the thoughts that you're having at all times. I think that's really fucking cool. So you, the consciousness that you are, is in here or it's in you experiencing your mind at all times. You are consciousness that is aware of your mind, that is aware that you're experiencing your mind. As I mentioned in the last episode, there are only three things that your consciousness can become aware of or become distracted by, and that's the mind, the emotions, and the external world that's coming in. And you, as the consciousness that you are, have the right to decide which one of those things you're going to experience. So you can either decide to experience the mind, you can experience emotions, you can experience the world coming in, or maybe you're going to experience a little bit of all three. And typically that's what happens. But for this episode specifically, we're going to focus on how you become distracted by the mind and how the mind is impacting your experience of you being you. In future episodes of this series, we're going to talk more about emotions and ultimately how to let go of all of this bullshit so that you can experience the objective moment that's unfolding in front of you without being so distracted by all of your internal bullshit. <laughs> so let's talk about how the mind operates and and how it has become the way that it is. Again, I want you to remember that everything on this planet is just a bunch of atoms. Everything on this planet is energy, which means that everything on this planet has a vibration. Everything on this planet has a frequency that it gives off, and this is just the nature of life. Heat gives off a different vibration than cold. An intimate touch from a loved one gives off a different vibration than someone slapping you in the face. A butterfly gives off a different vibration than a tarantula. A hurricane gives off a different vibration than a sunset. 
everything is energy and everything has a different vibration, but it doesn't make one good or one bad. It just makes them different. And I want you to remember that there is no good and there is no bad. Yes, we're going to experience some things in life that are a little more comfortable than others, but that doesn't make things good or bad. It just makes them different. Experiencing a butterfly land on your arm is a different experience than a spider crawling up your leg. Experiencing a storm is a different experience than watching a calm sunrise or sunset. Experiencing a breakup is different than experiencing falling in love. Things come in and you experience them as the consciousness that you are. But just because things come in and they feel different does not mean that they are good or bad. If everything gave off the same vibration, life would be so fucking boring. You need contrast in this life in order to help expand your consciousness. Everything that comes into your awareness makes you a greater being. I will die on that hill saying that, and this is something I advocate all the time on this podcast and on my social media accounts. Everything that comes into your awareness makes you a greater being, whether or not your mind labels it as good or bad. And it's this knowledge from these experiences that comes in that helps your consciousness grow and evolve. If we didn't have these different vibrations or these different experiences in life, what would the point of life be? Where would the challenge be? Where would the opportunities for growth be? It'd honestly be like going to Disney World and having every single ride at the park be the teacup ride, which I never was a fan of, but (laughs) if this were the case, there would be no variety. There would be no different sensations. There would be no thrill. And you wouldn't actually be experiencing all that there is to experience because you're only getting to experience one ride. And you probably would have no interest in going back to Disney World because it didn't do anything for you. You didn't experience the fullness of what it had to offer because you were only getting access to one vibration, to one ride, to one experience. And life is the same way. If everything in your reality was the same vibration, you would never grow. You would never experience contrast to help you evolve. So God, source, or whatever higher power you believe in knew exactly what he was doing. He was like, I know how to make it fun for these humans on this planet. I'm going to give them contrast. I'm going to give them things that are going to give them different sensations and different vibrations so that they can experience all sorts of different types of things. Because another thing I always say on this podcast and on my social media is the meaning of life is to experience life, which means embracing and experiencing every single moment that unfolds in front of us, whether or not our mind labels it as good or bad. Because the meaning of life is to experience life because every moment is an opportunity to grow or learn something or just to immerse ourselves into it and enjoy the experience. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Every single experience you have just makes you a greater being. A person who experiences traffic is a greater being than someone who hasn't. A person who experiences divorce is a greater being than someone who hasn't. A person who's gone camping is a greater being than someone who hasn't. A person who experiences a rattlesnake is a greater being than someone who hasn't. A person who experiences loss is a greater being than someone who hasn't. Every single experience gifts your consciousness knowledge. Every single experience you have gifts you the opportunity to grow if you allow it to. (laughs) However, this is where it gets fucking messy because life comes in and it stimulates something within you and you have no control over how it stimulates you. This is the mind. And like I said, you have no control over how the mind is stimulated. Remember, the mind just creates thoughts because it's fucking wild. (laughs) But let's break this down even further. When we're first born, 
and come onto this planet and we, you know, enter this life, we start with empty mind. And this is what Buddhists talk about all the time. They talk about empty mind. And you can get to empty mind through meditation and through connecting deeply with your spirituality and through learning to let go of the personal self, which is exactly what we're talking about here. But Buddhists always talk about empty mind. And, you know, experienced meditators... Have, can access this quite frequently where they're they're not connected to their thoughts they're just deeply detached from the personal self and the external world and they're just completely living in empty mind and i've experienced this myself in deep deep meditation and it's just it's a feeling you can't even explain unless you've reached it yourself but anyways you start with empty mind or if you want to ditch spirituality and just think more about the psychological aspect of it john locke also touches upon this and he refers to it as tabula rasa or blank slate. So he says you're born with a blank slate that is completely free to do whatever it is you want to do with it. So either way, you are born with empty mind or a blank slate. And as you go throughout life, you start to build the personal mind through preferences. And each preference creates a self-concept and these self-concepts become your entire fucking existence. They make up literally the essence of who you are and like how you move throughout your day-to-day -day life and they prevent you from seeing things objectively so let's bring up a few examples here let's talk about all right we've got example number one you see a tarantula or <laughs> let's just say you see a spider it comes in you experience it and its vibration stimulates something within you and the mind decides if it likes it or doesn't like it the mind decides i don't like this and because the mind decided this almost like instantaneously, you start to push this experience away. You decide, I don't like this experience. I don't want it. I don't like the way it's making me feel. Therefore, I'm going to push it away. And so you push this experience away. And because you pushed it away, it got stuck within you. And you just created a self-concept. You created the self-concept that I don't like this experience and I don't want to experience more of it. And so you end up moving throughout life trying to avoid any experience that might stimulate you in the same way that the spider did. Moving on to example number two, you see a butterfly fly by or experience a butterfly landing on your hand. It comes in, you experience it, and your mind decides, hmm, I like this. And because your mind decided that you liked it, you cling on to it because you liked the way it made you feel. It matched your stuff. It made you feel good. You liked the way it hit your stuff. And because you clung on to this experience, it got stuck within you. And you just created another self-concept. You created the self-concept that I like this experience and I want more of it. And so you end up moving throughout life, chasing experiences that you think are going to stimulate you in the same way that the butterfly did. And these self-concepts become your entire fucking identity. They make up who you are and rule every aspect of your life and your entire life becomes revolved around spiders and butterflies. But not literally, of course. I'm just saying these self-concepts, they can be concepts that are made about anything. You know, for some people, it's going to be hurricanes and rainbows. For someone else, it's going to be dogs and thunderstorms. You know, everyone's stuff is going to look different. And obviously, as you move throughout life, your stuff is going to evolve too. And you're going to have way more stuff. Like, you have more internal garbage than there are stars in the sky. 
<laughs> like let's just put it that way you have so many fucking self-concepts and preferences than there are stars in the sky and all of these preferences and self-concepts that you store within you these make up your personal mind they make up your personal self and your entire life ends up being i want more butterflies i don't want more spiders and you literally end up chasing experiences that you think are going to hit your stuff the same way the butterfly did while simultaneously avoiding experiences that you think are going to hit your stuff the same way the spider did and like i said earlier every experience gives you the opportunity to be a great being but a lot of the fucking time we don't allow experiences to come all the way in we don't allow experiences to come in and touch our soul to the point where it's gonna actually help us evolve we end up avoiding them or clinging to them either way we're shoving that experience away and we're not allowing it to come all the way in and so because you didn't want to experience the spider and let that experience all the way in it got stuck within you and now it's warping your perception of reality and here's an example from my own life that fits perfectly so i'm using this example of spiders because i've never liked them and they honestly scare the shit out of me and this is something i obviously need to let go of right because it's just energy <laughs> but because i've suppressed the experience of spiders so many fucking times it has warped my perception of other things meaning i've cleaned my room or washed the floors of a room before and i found dust bunnies on the ground however in the moment my initial thought is oh my god it's a spider and i instantly like curl up like i just get so triggered i get scared i just feel all of these sensations within my, within my body and i'm not like deathly afraid of spiders i just don't care for them but either way the dust bunnies which are just dust bunnies hit my internal stuff and i started to feel weird i got triggered so the dust bunnies are no longer dust bunnies to me because they remind me of a spider my experience of dust bunnies has changed because i always think it's a spider and i like jolt or jerk or like get scared in the moment and even though it's not a spider i think it is and i only feel this way about dust bunnies because i never moved through the experience of spiders in healthy ways i never allowed the experience of a spider to come all the way in because i have resisted it time after time after time because i didn't like the way it made me feel i did not like the way it hit my stuff and branching off that like another great way to explain how our preferences warp our perception of reality and how we end up projecting our shit out onto reality all the time is to think of a tv screen or a computer screen or you know whatever think of a screen let's say you're watching a specific show and then you decide to change the channel to watch something new however when you change the channel the image of the previous channel is overlapping the new image on the new channel so now you're watching this new channel but it's got images from the previous channel on the screen so you're not able to objectively see what's happening on the new channel your image of the new channel is warped and you can't experience the show as it is because there's something else being projected out onto it. And this is what happens in real life. Whenever you shove away or cling onto an experience, you thought it was innocent to push away an experience or to cling on to an experience. And it is, like it's human nature to do this, but what you need to understand is that you're using your free will to do this to yourself. You have free will. I don't care what anyone says, you have free will. And it's your free will that you're using to either hold on to an experience or to avoid it. Either way, you're using your free will to shove that energy somewhere. And you have to ask yourself, 
Where is that energy that you're shoving going? The answer is simple. It's going within you. (laughs) You're shoving these experiences within you. It's called suppression (laughs) and they become stuck. And these experiences that get stuck are called samskaras in Sanskrit. So summing it all up a little more, essentially you start off with an empty mind and then you go throughout life and you have experience after experience and you start to build mind. You build mind through developing preferences and these preferences become the driving force in how you move through life to the point where you are unable to experience the objective moment unfolding in front of you because you're too busy projecting your preferences out onto it, wanting the moment to be different than it is so that it matches your stuff. Your preferences or your wounds, if you will, also known as your samskaras, become the driving force in everything you do. You decide that you like butterflies and you want more of them. So you spend all your fucking time trying to chase new experiences that are going to make you feel the same way that the butterflies did. Or you had this experience with the spiders, you realize you don't like spiders, and then you end up spending your whole life avoiding any experience that might stimulate you in the way that the spider did. And obviously these butterfly and spider examples are minuscule, but it, it explains the concept as a whole. So you can apply this in any way that feels right to you because we do this in relationships, jobs, and literally everything that we do. We have all of these preferences. Like I said, we have so many preferences within the personal mind and so many of these samskaras than we do stars in the sky. (laughs) It's, It's fucking wild. All of these preferences build your personal mind. And then after you've built this layer of the personal mind, through your preferences, you then end up using the second layer of mind, which is the intellectual mind, the part of the mind that helps us build things, analyze things, understand things, and help create things through creativity and analytical thinking. The intellectual mind is so powerful. The mind itself is so powerful, and it's a beautiful, beautiful tool, but only when it's used properly. And none of us do that. We all just end up using our mind to decide what's going to hit our stuff and what won't hit our stuff. (laughs) And so once we've developed this layer of personal mind, we then get the layer of the intellectual mind involved and we end up using the intellectual mind to decide everything. You end up using the intellectual mind to decide everything for you based off your preferences. You start using the intellectual mind to decide what shirt to wear, what clothes to buy, where to live, what partner to date, where to vacation, etc. All while trying to avoid anything that hits your stuff in the wrong way. And here's another example of kind of like everything we just talked about. This is example number three. Let's say that you dated and married a guy named Josh, but eventually you get divorced from Josh. The experience of the divorce and the relationship came in and you decided you didn't like it. You decided you didn't like how it felt. And now because you decided that you didn't like this experience, you pushed it away and it got stuck within you. So not only did you create a self-concept that you don't like this experience, now you've also created a self-concept that you don't like the experience of the name Josh. (laughs) So the next time you meet someone named Josh, it hits your stuff. It stimulates your mind and you can't handle it. And you spend your whole life trying to avoid people named Josh, trying to avoid divorce or a breakup or anything that reminds you of that experience that you went through. Or furthermore, let's say you're dating again and you meet someone named Josh 
And because of what you've stored in the personal mind, you project all of that shit out onto this new objective Josh to the point where you can't see him for who he is. You can only see what you already know based off the experiences you've already had. Again, you're projecting your sense of self out on to objective situations. And we all fucking do this, right? Especially, especially when it comes to relationships. This is why relationships are so hard because we store onto feelings, thoughts, emotions, and experiences we have within relationships. And then we end up going throughout life projecting out all of this internal garbage out onto our relationships. So as I've said, the problem is never the world around you. The problem is what's going on within you. If you're having troubles in your relationship, work on yourself, not the other person. If you're feeling bored in your relationship, work on yourself, not trying to change the other person. The reason you're bored or the relationship just isn't doing it for you anymore is because the person is no longer matching your stuff and your mind is telling you to find something else to match your stuff. And what do you do? You listen to your mind. You listen to your mind and you continue on with the endless chase of seeking something that's going to match your stuff rather than turning inwards and learning to let go of your stuff. It always comes back to the self and the relationship you have with yourself. It comes back to working on you and the experience you're having internally. It comes back to acknowledging what self-concepts you've created over the course of your life and questioning every single one, questioning whether or not it serves you, whether or not it's real, whether or not it's truthful, and so on and so forth. And the more that you question these self-concepts of the personal mind, you'll come to realize that none of them are fucking true. The real truth is that majority of your self-concepts are bullshit and they are warping your perception of reality, causing you to avoid certain experiences and chase certain experiences in life. But remember, we talked about how everything is energy and everything gives off a different vibration. That is the nature of life. So yes, some experiences are going to come in and stimulate you to feel a specific way, but it's this contrast of the vibrations of each experience that helps you grow. If every experience were the same, the world would be so boring. Like truly, what would be the point to any of this? The meaning of life at the end of the day is to experience life, to experience every single thing as it is without needing it to be different than it is. But because of how you built your mind and the preferences you've stored within you, all you want is for life to be different than it is. All you want is to find things that will match your stuff or not hit your stuff. You want the house because you think it's going to make you happy. You want the text back because you think it will make you happy. You want more money because you think it's going to make you happy. All well, you don't want heartache because you think it will make you feel bad. You don't want to be alone because you think it will make you feel bad and so on and so forth. Because of these preferences and self-concepts you've stored within you and your personal mind, you no longer are appreciative of the moments unfolding in front of you. You no longer appreciate that each moment that unfolds in front of you took 13.8 billion years for it to appear in front of you. You no longer appreciate all of the contrast in your life. All you want is for things to be different than they are. All you want is for the moment unfolding in front of you to match your stuff. But that is no way to live. That is not living. That is you being at war with the world around you. 
That is you being at war with yourself. Life will never always match your stuff and you will always set yourself up for disappointment time and time again if you're going through life day after day trying to control how life unfolds in order to make yourself feel better and in order to make life match your stuff. And here's a perfect example from my own life. So I went out with some friends over the weekend and we went out to a bar and we were just having a girl's night and I ended up running into an old friend who was there with a couple of his friends and one of his friends I ended up talking to for a lot of the night. We had a lot of the same interests and he asked for my number and I was like, cool, like I'm excited to talk to this kid further. We just seem to, you know, connect on a deeper level than I have with other people that I've spoken to over the last few months as I've like slowly, slowly stepped my toe back into the dating field. So I got pretty excited as to, you know, talking with this kid more. And I was creating all of these like scenarios, I guess, in my mind, right? Like I had these preferences that I was creating within my mind. I was literally setting these expectations as to how life should unfold. <laughs> and um, yeah, it did not unfold at all in the way that I wanted it to. It did not unfold in how I expected it to by any means. And It's these expectations of how I thought it should unfold that set me up for disappointment, right? So I had this self-concept and this preference of how I wanted this situation with this kid to unfold because I thought, all right, if the situation unfolds this way, I'm going to feel really good. I was chasing a situation that I thought was going to make me feel good and I created all of these expectations in my mind as to how it should unfold in order to make me feel good, right? But reality did not fucking match what I conjured up in my mind. Like I said, it just did not unfold at all in the way that I expected it to. And oh well, right? Like it's, I'm not dwelling on it. It's just one of these situations that's teaching me how to continue letting go, like reminding me to let go in every moment because it was the expectations that I had that set me up for disappointment. So when the situation didn't unfold and how I wanted it to, that's what caused me internal suffering. That's what caused me stress. It's not the situation itself. It's the expectations my mind created about the situation that caused me internal suffering, not the other way around. Like I said, the problem is never the world around you. The problem is you. The problem is your mind. The problem is whatever's going on within you that is constantly being projected out onto the objective moments that are unfolding in front of you. And that's what happened with me. I got lost in the preferences of my mind that I wasn't just able to let go. I'm not still dwelling on it. You know, I had I had a moment, but I'm over it now because I realized, you know what? The universe presented me with someone who had all the same interests with me. And to me, that was a cool experience. I got to have a great conversation with this person yeah, it didn't unfold in the ways that I wanted it to, but clearly we're just not meant to connect right now and I'm okay with that. So it's just learning to let go of all of these expectations that our mind creates and surrendering to them, letting them go and just surrendering to them so that they don't have power over us. Because when we can learn to let go of the personal self and the personal mind and the psyche and, you know, all of these preferences, that's when we can connect truly with the objective moment in front of us and learn to just experience each moment for what it is rather than hoping it will be different than it is. So life is just never going to always match your stuff and you will set yourself up for disappointment time and time again if you're going through life day after day trying to control how life unfolds in order to make yourself feel better and in order to make life match your stuff. Let go of your stuff let go of your preferences, let go of your self-concepts, let go of 
everything that is warping your perception of life. Let go of anything that is interfering with you and the objective moment that's unfolding in front of you. It took 13.8 billion years for the moment that's unfolding in front of you to appear in front of you, and it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. It took all of the atoms and energy and moments of the world to get this moment to be here in front of you. And it has nothing to do with you. So let go of the personal mind and stop making everything personal. And instead, learn to appreciate the moment for what it is and learn to let the moment be there as it is. Because when you can do this, it opens up a whole new door of appreciation for life and who you are and all of the growth that you can experience when you let every moment in and you let every moment come in and touch your soul. Life is so fucking beautiful. There are birds, there are trees, there are sounds, there are music, there are people, there are fish, there are roads, there are schools, there's buildings, there's clouds, there's rain, storms, sunshine, wind, flowers, oceans, laughter, technology. Life is so beautiful and there is so much to appreciate in every moment. So, can you let go of your stuff and just be in the moment? Can you let go of your stuff and try to appreciate the moment for exactly what it is? You've had moments like this. You've had moments where you're able to let go of the mind and just completely lose yourself in the moment. Whether it's seeing an incredible sunset, holding your newborn child for the first time, holding a loved one you haven't seen in years, seeing a whale breach out of the ocean. You've had experiences over the course of your life where you've transcended the mind. The mind went quiet. The mind was blown to the point where it had nothing to say. And this is the essence of true spirituality. And as I was doing my prep for this episode, I couldn't help reflect on an episode of White Lotus. I don't know if you guys have ever seen White Lotus, but it's on HBO and it's a series that focuses on guests at a luxury resort. And it's actually fucking hilarious, but also kind of a drama in the same way, but it's so intriguing and I highly recommend watching it. Or I simply just recommend watching the scene that I'm about to mention. So I was watching an episode of season one the other day. I don't know what episode it was exactly, but it was the episode where the son of the family that's showcased in this season ends up sleeping on the beach one night because his sister kicks him out of the room that they were in. And this kid in this season is just addicted to technology, right? Like he's always on his phone, always on his iPad, always playing games, like always has his AirPods in. And his family's constantly being like, go swimming, like go immerse yourself in the ocean, like do whatever, like get off technology and go, you know, live life. So anyways, this kid goes and sleeps on the beach. And as he's sitting on the beach around sunset time, he witnesses a whale breach out of the water. And the producers did such a fucking phenomenal job at making it feel like a spiritual experience because ultimately that's what it was. This kid, the entire show, like I said, is glued to his phone. But as he's sitting on the beach witnessing the whale breach at sunset, he loses his sense of self and is completely immersed in the moment. And he's not thinking about anything. He's not thinking about his phone. He's not thinking about getting online. He's not thinking about the game he's going to play on his iPad. He is only focused on the moment unfolding in front of him and watching this whale breach and truly they did such a good job at making you feel like you're also in this moment because they just, they captured it so well. It's these moments where you lose your sense of self that are spiritual experiences. 
And this is what I meant earlier when I said I didn't let the experience of the spider all the way in. I didn't like the sensations or the vibration that the spider was giving off. Therefore, I resisted the experience and I didn't allow it to come all the way into me and touch my soul and help me grow and evolve. Instead, I resisted it because I didn't like it. And therefore, because I didn't like it, I pushed it away, got stuck within me. And then I've spent the rest of my life avoiding any experience that I think is going to make me feel similar to the way the spider made me feel. We don't just do this with quote unquote bad experiences. We do this with good ones too. We can't handle good experiences or bad experiences. When we experience something good, like a butterfly, a sunset, a first kiss, getting a text back, a sunrise, marriage, kids, a house, or whatever it is, we cling on to these experiences because we like the sensations and the vibration that it's giving off. But because we like it so much, we cling on to it. We're not able to just allow the experience to exist as it is, we end up latching onto it. And because we latch onto it and cling onto it, we end up pushing it away. <laughs> we shove it away. We don't allow it to come in and touch our soul because we're grasping at it. And if you're into spirituality or like law of attraction or manifestation or anything like that, you will know that the more that you want something, the more it creates resistance between you and that thing. Everything's energy, right? And the, essentially our relationship with the universe is actually kind of toxic. It's like if you want something from the universe, the more that you want it, the more friction will be put between you and that thing because it's because it's coming from a place of want and need. But the moment that you can let go of wanting it and needing it, then it normally effortlessly will just like land into your life and land on your lap. And ultimately, that's kind of what we're learning here. We're learning to let go of all these wants and needs and preferences and self-concepts that are standing in the way of you and the happiness, peace, abundance, joy, and fulfillment that you ultimately are craving at the end of the day. So all in all, we're meant to let every experience all the way in so that it can touch our soul and help us evolve and grow. But because of the personal mind's preferences to vibrations and sensations, we don't allow experiences to come all the way into us. We either push the experiences away because we don't like it or we cling on to it because we do like it. Either way, we're creating resistance between us and the moment that's unfolding in front of us. And this resistance impacts how we move forward on a day-to-day -day basis because we end up thinking our whole lives that in order to feel happy and to feel good, we have to avoid certain experiences and we have to chase other experiences. A lot of the time, we think that nothing good will happen unless we force it to, but it's actually the exact opposite. Good things happen when you stop forcing them to because you're consciously letting go of control and accepting and surrendering to what is. And when you do this, you liberate yourself and you're able to experience life exactly as it is and you're able to appreciate life exactly as it is without needing it to be different than it is. And there is no better feeling than that. This is spirituality, losing your sense of self. It's in these moments where you just completely lose your sense of self, you lose connection to the mind and you are just so in the moment that the moment is able to touch your soul. This is spirituality. People think spirituality is law of attraction, manifestation, and all of that bullshit. And yeah, it is. But if your concept of spirituality is more focused on calling in things that you want rather than letting go of what you think you want, that's not spirituality. True spirituality is letting go of the self. It's not about trying to change who you are in order to attract more. True spirituality is letting go of the self and letting go of who you think you are, what you think you want, and what you think you need in order to reconnect with who you truly are, what you truly want, and what you truly need. Anything else is bullshit.
And as we move through this series, we're going to learn more and more about how to let go of the self and how to let go of all of these self-concepts that no longer serve you. But start with fostering a little more self-awareness. Notice when you're triggered. Notice if you're chasing certain experiences and avoiding certain experiences. Become more aware of what you're aware of. That is the first place to start because until you can even be aware of what's happening within your mind, you're not going to be able to transcend it, right? You've got to become aware of what your awareness is aware of. And so then you can change the direction that you're moving in and you can stop chasing things and stop avoiding things and instead just try to experience the magic of the present moment that's unfolding in front of you that took 13.8 billion years for it to appear in front of you. So start with fostering a little more self-awareness and and allow yourself to let go of your stuff. Let go of your preferences. Let go of your self-concepts. Let go of everything that is warping your perception of life. Let go of the things that are distracting your consciousness and step back in to the seat of consciousness. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, there are different things that can distract your consciousness, like the external world around you, emotions, and thoughts. So we've kind of touched upon the external world and we've also dove into the thoughts today and how the mind has been built and how the mind impacts literally every decision you make on your day-to-day life. But in the next episode of this series, we're going to talk about emotions because, because when you're learning to let go of the self, you've also got to learn to let go of your emotions because so many of us think that we are our emotions and that's just simply not true. You are not your anxiety, you're not your depression, you're not your sadness, you're not your anger, you're not any of those. They're just experiences and that's one thing I want you to just to remember as you listen to this mini series is that everything in life is just an experience and every experience, as I've mentioned, makes you a greater being if you allow it to, and if you allow it to come all the way in rather than suppress it or avoid it or cling to it, right? So in the next episode of the series, we will dive into that. And then in future episodes, we're going to talk about how to truly let go of the self. But in order to get there, we have to have a foundation as to what the self is first, right? You have to understand who you are and how you've become who you are in order to let go of who you are. And so we will do that in future episodes. So I'm going to end it there. This one was a little longer than I intended it to be. But again, this is such a deep concept that I love talking about, but it is so hard to just wrap up in a short episode, but I do my best. Anyways, if you have any questions or want me to further elaborate on anything, please do not hesitate to reach out. I've also touched upon this on my social media accounts as well, so you can do some deep diving into that. I will link my socials in the show notes. Again, I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in each week, and I just love learning and growing alongside with you, and I just appreciate you being here. So thank you for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys soon.